Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next conversation is with Arshad Khan. We talk about his new film, Abu. It's a very intimate and personal portrayal of some of the issues that Arshad has faced uh, throughout his life and with his family and uh, coming to Canada from from Pakistan. It's it's about one's identity that's that's under attack. Uh, Arshad is an activist. He's a, he he he's a he's a filmmaker. He's a director. He's a storyteller. We talk about as he says this war on brown bodies. Uh, quote he and how and how he had his eyes closed. We talk about refugees and immigration and and shame and secrets and lies. We we touch on things like parenting and and regret and how we so often mistreat others and why that's just not the way forward and uh, we talk about uh, we talk about <laughs> once again we talk about pretty much everything so you're going to want to tune in Ashad has this delightful voice that's going to um, I was going to say lull you into some sort of uh, meaningful and open place and and and, and maybe that's exactly uh, what his intention is. I think for, for Ashad, it's all about the conversation and trying to move things a little bit forward with regard to social, political, relational change. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my speaking, my writing, and also face-to-face live for many, many other interviews there. Please go back and check through the library. And don't forget, if you're uh, if you're behind this, uh, you can support us through patreon.com. That's also doable, and you can find that on the website. And also remember rabble.ca for more writing and podcasting and thinking about issues that matter. Coming right up, Arshad Khan. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest uh, with us here today. Arshad Khan is here today to talk about his new film, Abu. Uh, and I think he's kind of in the middle of uh, what's sounding a lot like me uh, uh, to, to be a world tour. Uh, uh, Arshad, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me on your show. So where are you currently? It sounds like you're in small town USA. That's right. 
I'm at the Chagrin International Documentary Film Festival in the small town outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and I am on my world tour. My film is going to about 25 cities currently, and I'm trying to be in as many of them as possible. So you're 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 there to shake hands. You're there to the, to build relationships, to interact, and and I, I would imagine to do some on stage Q and A. You know what? I'm here to just you know meet the people who are here and who are coming to the screening because the film is very triggering for people mm. and also starts a lot of has you know really intrigue. It's very intriguing for people. And I'm here to answer their questions. And, uh, you know, it's just this is a film that starts conversations and I'm here for them and they really appreciate it. And we just have a really, really good time. I love I love what you just said about your film. By the way, congratulations on a uh, an intimate, remarkable, compelling piece. Thank you so much. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I have to say, your voice is just, it's wonderful. I, I think i think once the film is done and you've finished the tour, I think you need to uh, find yourself a TV show or maybe, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you know, develop some kind of radio show, perhaps. I don't know, something, something like that. That's very kind. <laughs> <laughs> drew me, drew me right in. Flight attendant. I used to be a flight attendant for Air Canada. Yeah. So I, I learned how to have a PA voice. <laughs> I'm to that's, be clear as much as possible. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> funny. I never, of course, that comes out in the film, and I, I never made that connection, but that, that makes perfect. My instructors used to say, you have a beautiful PA voice, <laughs> but you just need to project like this, and you just need to be a little clearer, because <laughs> I had this tendency to mumble. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's, that's very funny. I love what you said about your film, though, that it's starting conversations. I mean, it, I mean that's kind of what I'm what I'm trying to do with my podcast, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 350 interviews in and, and, and I, sometimes I'll get off the phone and, uh, or I'll, I'll leave a room after having a, this, uh, just this amazing conversation and, and know that, that we were onto something. Does that make sense? Or you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, you know, um, I started my film journey because, um, it really right after nine eleven. After it was until then, I felt like when I look back on it, I feel like I had my eyes closed because here I was, um, a Pakistani a brown immigrant to Canada. I came here at the age of 15 and I was quite, you know, just living my life and, and in going to school, university at, at Ryerson and just working as a flight attendant. And then 9-11 happened and my entire, you know, community was uh, under attack. I felt like there was mm. a war on brown bodies mm. and I, I and I realized that you know my identity in all its forms is under attack and there's this completely false uh, label of terrorist being attributed to my people and I found that mischievous and absolutely unacceptable and so much so that once the once Canada's war on terror started I dropped out of my last year of architecture school and I bought myself the cheapest mini DV camera money could buy and I started documenting things and that's how my journey to becoming a filmmaker started now now can I I'm going to I'm going to challenge you a little bit on that based on the film that I saw your your journey as a filmmaker started a long time ago my journey as an actress started a long time ago. <laughs> you're, you're, the, the, just, just, I, this, I mean isn't that the sign of somebody who who a poet 
you know, that, that you have, you know, that you have this sense that there's a story here that we need to capture this. We need to record this in some way. You've got quite the library oh. of footage of your family. Yeah. And, and just, I, I always like to say that my family is obscenely well-documented. Well <laughs> I think it had to do with the fact that, you know, my father was a refugee from India to Pakistan mm-hmm. after 1947 when the British, you know, carved out these countries. And I think that because he was an orphan, when right. he finally had his family, he wanted to document every second of it. As a matter of fact, I what I have of those times of my father's photos and uh, visual audiovisual memory, most of it got lost in a flood, which I don't even mention in my film. So despite having lost so many photographs and so many negatives in a very big flood in 1960s, my father still has so many memories and I'm using a lot of those memories to tell this to build this tale of my life and my very difficult relationship with my very devout Muslim father and how migration influenced his life and my life. You know, it's it's what's so remarkable about your film and about your family's story and about the way that you've not only documented but the way you've pieced it together and and, and as I said, I'm not I I don't want to overstate but your beautiful narration. Um it, it's it's about so many things, you know, one could say, oh, well, it's about this guy's family and it's about, well, it's an intimate portrayal, but it's about, it's about, um, it's about immigration. It's about, about colonialism. It's about racism and sexism and, and reconciliation and relationships and fundamentalism. <laughs> and, 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 you yeah, know, I, I just, you right. know, it just, it captures so many, uh, moments in time and, and it really covers quite a history. It's, it's really quite remarkable. Well, I have to tell you that, that making this film was quite a nightmare <laughs> uh, because of all those reasons, you know, because yeah, a lot of people, I bet. that's the thing about first films, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of people's first films are their best films. Sometimes I hope that's not my case because I really right. need to make a lot more films. Right. But, oh, good for but you. But the fact is that you put so much of yourself in that project and you, you know, and, and I wanted to put everything in it because, you know, I've, I happen to have lived this really interesting life and so did my family, but we, I needed to make a document, an attestation to the fact that we are brown, we're South Asian, we're Muslim, but we're just like everyone else. Mm. You know, we're not, we're not terrorists. We're not, we're just as messed up as everyone else. But (laughs) we have a history, you know, yeah. You know, we have a past, we come from somewhere and we're going somewhere. And I wanted not only the mainstream Canadians and Westerners to understand that, but I also wanted our own people to understand that and remember who we are and not forget that because that's very important. What's so beautiful about, yeah, what's so beautiful about that is here you are talking about your past history, memory, and so on, but really all with uh, the the future in mind. It seems to me, right? right? That's exactly right. Because, you know, I am using my family archives. It's very personal. It's shared history of our family. Mm. And I had to do it justice, but I had to make a sincere film at the same time. So, you know, I wanted to make a film that would generations uh, of our family will watch and be still be proud of and not ashamed of. Yet I'm dealing with some very serious subject matter, uh, you know, when it comes to shame, mm. when it comes to secrets and lies, you know. So... I I wanted to make a film that is at once I wanted to make a film that was everything that is nice. at once you know sincere and honest and 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 really brutal but it's also uh, beautiful and also does justice to my father's legacy and to my family's legacy and doesn't this you know doesn't dehumanize anyone 
or or put anyone down. Near the beginning, near the beginning of the film, Arshad, you talk about the, you know, your dream and your nightmare and the monster and so on, and how and you come full circle and you kind of book in the film with that. And maybe we can talk a bit more about that. But really early on, you talk about reconciling your past. Would 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 you say that? the making of this film and how you must have had to have sort of interact with your family in a new and a fresh and probably different way than before. It, I mean, can you say that you've reconciled with your past or is that still ongoing? Is that, you know, is, is that a process? Is how, how is that playing out for you? Well, I feel that we human beings and we like, um, especially artists or people who are more conscientious, like your listeners, we are always, in, we're never in a state of stasis, right? We're always moving. Mm, we're mm. always feeling, and we're living in a very volatile world with very fast flow of information, and we're not ever in one place, you know? Mm. So I, 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 and I feel that, that's, that my film is a depiction of that, that fact, that we're always in movement, you know? We're all somehow kind of looking for that elusive place called home, as mm. I say in my byline. You know, we're all looking for for meaning, and we're all looking for for improvement. You know. Yes. I I love the I'm way. Sorry, you... I lost your question. No, no, question. no, no. That's okay. That's okay. I was just that, that whole idea. You know, that we we were just kind of talking a little bit about that reconciliation of your past and reconciliation. And, yeah, exactly. and how it's a, how it's, so, so it's how it's a process, that, you know, right? We're always it's 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 growing up is the reconciliation right, right. of your past, of isn't course. It? Yes. I mean, like, there's so many things we regret, you know. And it's funny you should mention that because I showed my film to this um, this class of 17-year-olds, and one of the students asked me a very interesting question. First of all, they loved the film. And one of the students said to me, what is it that you regret? And I said, well, first of all, I'm not that ancient that I would, like, be living with regrets now. Let me tell you from you. <laughs> right. Me is not a very long way. Okay? <laughs> right, right. In a flash. Let's just be clear about <laughs> that. I got over my age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I told her that the only thing that you really regret in life is mistreating other people and hurting them. Mm. That's one thing you will re- live to regret mm. because mm. you can't always fix those hurts. You don't always run into the same people and say, hey, listen. I was at this other place, now I'm at a different place. Right. You know? And I, and I think that's important. Because yeah. reconciliation is very important. And I well, should always leave a door open to that. Well, and isn't, isn't that what really uh, storytelling and great filmmaking is all about? And, and art and poetry and all that is, is hopefully about not mistreating other human beings. About how to, how to live with others well. How to be better parents. How to be better lovers. How to be better friends and so on. That's right. How to be better citizens. How to be better citizens. Exactly. I love how you say that your sister was an unapologetic artist. Would you, um, would you call yourself the same? I try to be, you know, I don't call myself anything, you know, I mean, <laughs> other people will define, define who I am and sure. what I am. And sure. I'll let them decide. All I can do is try my darndest and try my best to be, to be the best I can be. But really those those things have to come from somebody else. You know, humility requires that, right? But the fact of the matter is, my sister was an unapologetic artist. It was really incredible when I look back on her life and where I see, when I see where she's at now and, and see how, despite being a young Pakistani girl, how she was empowered by our mm. father at one point in her life and by our family to be a confident person and to be this 
extremely powerful force in our family, a force that deserves respect. And I'm hoping that that comes across in this, in this film. And I'm hoping she remembers who she was or who she is and where she's coming from too, you know? So tell That's us, important. It's, it's wonderful. I lo- love how, I love what you had to say there. Tell us a little bit about how you, the, the environment that you grew up in where there was this, 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 um, Hmm. this family culture, this ethos where you were, you were being empowered. You, you know, you've got these wonderful scenes of dancing and, and having fun together as a family. Did I see a scene with the, that what a, I love that song by aha, by the way, uh, take on me, and, <laughs> you know, just some one, some great music in the film, but, but yeah, that's right. 1980s, all these girls dancing at a birthday party. It's yeah. Hilarious. So but, uh, you started, my, uh, we, we captured a very, very brilliant moment, which is unbelievable. I think my, my brother would probably recorded that, where my sister is challenging my dad and saying, you know, like, whenever I'm at a distance from you, you everything is fine. But whenever I discuss anything really more, you know, deeper, that's it. You, it's, the conversation is over. Something along those lines. It's amazing that we captured that, you know, that, that challenge between a child and a yes. parent. You know, when a child is coming into their own and the parent is resisting it. Or, you know, how we always feel our parents don't understand us. Yes. And, you know, that's yes. kind of a foreshadowing of what's to come in the film. You know what I mean? So well, that's an amazing moment that we cap- some, that was captured. And that's why I, I tried to use as much of family footage and found footage in my film. Like 90% of my film is that. And that was very challenging. But I really wanted to make a film with the, the archives of our family because they're so rich. Yeah, it must have been must have been very difficult to edit, I would think, and piece together in a in a way that was uh, uh, not only meaningful to to you, but to, you know, and uh, imagining it being meaningful to others must have been difficult. Oh my goodness! Yeah. editing was a nightmare. <laughs> I had a genius editor, Etienne Gagnon from Montreal, and he has the most patience I can ever imagine anyone having. Because not only was he starting to edit a film that had no beginning, middle, or end, but he didn't even know what material to work with because right. I didn't know where the film was going when he started editing. Right. We had to write, rewrite, edit, re-edit, you know, because we were working with found materials, you know, and we made this film for next to nothing. So it was very, very challenging. Amazing. And, you know, we had footage, yeah. like we had a VHS, mini-TV, Hi8, flip cam, iPhone, you know, all kinds of... I saw, you know what's really interesting? I, I, I was at the Toronto International Film Festival this, this past fall and interviewed uh, Gustavo Samaran, who's directed a film called Lots of Kids, A Monkey and a Castle. And he's got, had 400 hours of footage and most of it was DV cam, VHS, iPhone, and he took him 11 years to edit and he pieced together this... Wow. Similar to your story in a way, in the sense that it's very intimate, it's very family-driven, but really remarkable and that just the 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 like you said this rich story that you guys have been documenting over these many many years and i think we're be- <laughs> we're better people for it and i think that's what's so 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 poetically beautiful about what you guys chose to do as a family hey arshad why why did what happened from i mean your family struck me as so liberal so sort of open and mm-hmm and welcoming, you know, culture, arts, you know, progressive in a sense. You know, your dad's an entrepreneur. He's getting in the water business before anybody else. Um, what happened? How did that pendulum swing so sort of far to the right with your dad and your mom? Immigration. 
that's what did it. Hmm. I, I completely believe that. You know, my family moved to Canada, but what I don't mention in my film is there was a trigger, which was my older brother marrying a, a white Canadian, and that just put them over the edge. You know, they were already a bit, like, nervous about their losing their children right. and their right. culture in Canada. Um, so when my brother did that, my parents became quite panicky, you know, and they felt like, oh, they're going to lose their children to Western values or what have you. And then there was no, when you come to Mississauga, a place like Mississauga, which is so alienating in the 1980s and 90s, you know, um, very unfriendly. Suburbs are like that. Suburbs are totally dysfunctional places, right? There's no cohesion. <laughs> there's no welcome. You know, it's very hard. So and my father couldn't find work in his field. Mm. You know, he had a very tough time. And I really think that people come here thinking one thing, but the reality is very different when right. you come here. Right. Um, so those things affected my family deeply. And um, and then, of course, 9-11, you know, sent our whole community into, right. you know, a panic of, of faith. And and that really did a did a number that played, that played a number had a toll on our um, on our families and and moved them further uh, towards religious and and social uh, conservatism. You you talk a, a fair bit, and it certainly it seems to be a theme that 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 runs throughout the film. And yet, I don't I don't hear any of it in your your tone of voice in the film, or even now as we chat. But you talk about your anger being larger. And, and is it, is, was it, was it directed kind of to the world, to the cosmos? Was it directed to your father? Was it, you know, is it just kind of, you know, you talk about, you talk about the prejudice in the gay community being there as well. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's in Mississauga. Mississauga is a hard, harsh place. Is, is that, um, your, your anger, was it focused on anyone in particular? Or would you say it was just kind of overall anger for the history that you had lived? The thing is that you know when you become an aware person, you want to be you want to be understanding. But I I lashed out, you know, I lashed out at, at at people, at things. I had a very short temper, and I as I learned about more and more about things that are out of my control, I became angry because I had a history of violence. Right, I've had a difficult childhood yes. um, in certain senses, and so I have had a lot of anger, which I I needed to. I didn't understand where it was coming from. Um, it does come from childhood sexual abuse as well, obviously, uh, but also it comes from have not having control. You know, you cannot control your ethnicity, your background, where you're right. from. You know, and there's certain choices I found, you don't. I had a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just I, gonna. I, I was just gonna say there's certain choices you don't make. Exactly. I was. I had a hard time in Canada figuring out whether someone didn't like me because they're racist or just because they just don't like me. You know, it's very <laughs> right. difficult. It was a fine right. line. It's a long fine. time to figure that out. Yeah. And, you know, I, 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 you know, came from a place where I kind of grew up in Pakistan, so I couldn't hate it, you know, but I could not imagine after 9-11 kids who were born in Canada or U.S. or the West, how they could like the, where they're from after the way that the media portrayed us. Mm. So that's why I needed to make a film that in in many ways counters it, because even to this day, there's no voice. We don't have a voice. The media does not, does, does not you know, amplify our voices. Film festivals even don't amplify our voices. You know, they don't understand us. And that's why I wanted to make a film, and, and a film like mine, you know, and I'm, I'm struggling to get distribution, you know, 
because I think it's an important film that should be seen by people. Uh, and I think voices like films, we need to tell our own stories to help people understand who we are, you know? And, and that's what I'm hoping for. But, but it's not happening. It's, it's another very infuriating and very frustrating I thing. Bet. So when you talk about anger, you know, I, mean, I, I don't want to be angry, but, but it makes me very angry. Like, that I have worked very hard to make a film that moves people, but it is also conscientious and it's an also important film. But I'm having a very difficult time finding distribution. What do you? What's your? What's your initial reaction to that? Do you any sense? Is it that? Uh, yeah. Is it just pe- the, that distributors don't think there's an audience for it, or is it what? What's the? What's the? The, the concern. I think they are um, um, arcane. I think they don't understand how the demographic in Canada has changed, and they don't understand the power and and uh, and relevance of my mm. film. I think. Um, in many ways, and I yeah. think it's a lost opportunity for them. And that is why I'm counting on other activists and other con- people, uh, conscientious people and film festivals like Real World Film Festival, who've given me the great honor of opening film, you know. Yes, yes. It's a big deal for me, you know. And so I'm hoping yeah, that that's people exciting. will come and... Uh, actually, it's already sold out, which is very, very exciting for me. But uh, I'm really hoping that it'll get a theatrical release in Toronto so and across Canada so people can can get a chance well, to watch my film and this is the preci- way it's meant to be watched. Well, and I and by the sounds of it, you've made a great film and you're doing all the right things now. I mean, you know, from what, before I think I hit the record button, we we talked a little bit about your world tour. You're 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 getting around. You know, you're you're shaking yes. the, you're shaking the right hands, and that that it seems to me Thank that's you. that's gonna that's gonna make the difference. You know, one of my Thank you. You know, I I had nothing to do with the selection. You know, it's these it, festivals that are selecting the film, oh, and most of them are outside of Canada, which is really surprising. It, it, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's such such great news. I I one of my favorite lines, and there's there's quite a few in the film, but one of my favorite lines that brought a tear to my my eye was, "Our our sorrow remains undocumented." It just, uh, uh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> oh, thank as, you. As thank I, you so much. I'm. I was very fortunate, you know, that I had good writing partners, and mm. I work with uh, Matt Jones, Omar Majid, uh, my uh, editor Etienne Gagneau, and they helped, you know, really amplify my voice mm. and pushed me to be a better writer. Then I had a Shelley Tepperman was my uh, story editor, and I recommend a story editor for anybody who's making a film, writing a film, because that just really she really helped focus my film and bring it in line and, and give it a structure. So a lot of people helped make this film uh, possible, and 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 you know it, it was a totally team effort, which is so great because isn't isn't that really what your film is all about in a sense? You know that collaborative nature, the or sense of community, and and of coming together, and 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 similarity through difference, and all those things. Absolutely, and you know I'll tell you what this film is appealing to people across cultures. I mean I. I can't even tell you, like, doesn't matter where people are from, they're being moved by it, and they're telling me how much this movie means to them and how mm. it moves them. Mm. Uh, so, my, like, I remember my, my music composer, his name is Michael Robert Snow, and his father's from Newfoundland, and we did an NSB um, test screening, and he happened to be in town, so he came to see the film. After the film, he came up to me and he said, Arshad, I don't know anything about your culture. I'm from Newfoundland, and I tell you that this I could really relate to your film, mm. and it really moved me. Isn't and I'm it? not just saying it because my son did 
the, the music. <laughs> yeah, that's that's marvelous. Yeah, that's. I mean, isn't that what we all need to do a little bit more? I mean, crossing cultures presupposes there's there's you know you've already built the bridge to get there, which is just so so beautiful to me. Um, tell me tell me about. I really want you to un, uh, unpack a little bit, if you don't mind. Tell me about the librarian that made all the difference in your life. You know, I had a, a bigger scene with the librarian because, I mean, um, but I had to, uh, first the film was 96 minutes, but I was getting feedback from festivals and so on, people that it's too long. So I cut it down. I'm very sad that I cut out the importance of librarians because yes, it is indeed a librarian that really changed the course of life for me in a way. And I just can't say enough good things about libraries and how they make <laughs> the world a better place. And it's uh, really so true. And I, I don't want to give away my film, mm. but uh, I just want to tell you that there was there was more to that scene, um, because especially because after what she did, I did go and seek out that film at a video store, and I took yes. several buses and metros, yes. subways, and went very far to get it and watched it. Oh, that's cool! And secretly watched it in, at home, and then went all the way back to return the VHS tape. You know, so. Crazy. Well, you know what? It, you know but, what? Uh, and I, I love the fact that you don't want to give away the film. But what it what it's a te- and I'm not going to do that either. But it's it's a testament to just the power of relationship and the impact yeah. that we really can have. And on look other how, how librarian saw me. Mm. But you know, people see other people and do tiny acts, which can change another person's life. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And that's so meaningful. Yeah, it's really quite remarkable. Arshad, why do you think, you know, you ask the question and, and you don't really pose the an- you don't really give us an answer. And I'm okay with that. I study, I've studied philosophy for many years. And, you know, I think, you know, I think the question is so much more important than, than, than the answer in truth. But uh, what you say, why, why does the past linger? Why does it affect us so deeply? What, any, any, Further insights now, having done a few Q and A's, having reflected back on your film, and you, you you must be thinking about your past and your history in a very new way. I would think as a result of the experience. Well, when I say why does the past linger, why does it affect us so much, um, or so deeply, is because it's a reflect it's a reflexive and reflective, um, you know, statement. You know, and then I say what I say after is kind of answering that question. You know, could my father love, could I love him and could he love me despite our differences mm-hmm. and how I blamed him all my life for mm-hmm. turning the family kind of puritanical, pushing the family towards a religious conservatism. And, you know, now end up at a point in your life, you just like all that just doesn't matter, you know, because you start realizing, oh, my God. This is all small stuff. You know how they say it's small stuff, and everything is bloody small stuff. Right. Because what really matters is that you only have one father, one mother, and you know what? They are, like, very important people. And respect works both ways, mm. you know? And and I think that, that that's a very important relationship, and I think it needs to be understood very well because, because you know, like, it's terrible to live with regret. Absolutely. Well, and what well, what and what's so remarkable to me, and I think I've already said it about your film, is that this film is not about regret. This is, film is not about the past. This is this is so about stepping into our future. This is about freedom. It's about choice. It's about our resp- responsibility to our own worlds. But it's it's about our responsibility to how we behave with others as well. And I think that's what's so beautiful about about. About everyone's story, really, I suppose. I mean, in, in a way, you, know, you know, people who don't learn from their history, from their past, are 
are, are bound to repeat it mm. with their mistakes, right? Yeah, like, so, so and that's exactly why I want these secrets and lies to be eliminated. It makes you know. It makes me wonder, Ashad, if if maybe what we should do, maybe we should band together, and we should create some sort of contest, some sort of national Canadian contest where everyone has to make a film about their their family's past. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna create this is gonna be one massive artistic project and I don't know who's gonna fund it, but we're gonna have, you know what, fifteen, twenty million films by the time we're done, you know? It's oh uh, a way to reconcile. Making a film is a very, very difficult thing in the best of times. And let me tell you, making a film about your own family is the hardest, oh, hardest thing. I bet. A lot of my family is very divided, and I had to invisibilize some people because I knew they would not be okay with being in the film. Sure. So sure. it was even harder to edit this film because I had to take out beautiful scenes just because I could not use that person. Oh, and I could not have right. a film full of, like, blanked-out faces. Mm -hmm. So I needed everyone's, you know... Um, consent absolutely yeah no it, it makes makes so much sense hey just before sadly uh, we're gonna have to wrap up the conversation in a, in a couple of minutes but can you tell me a little bit more about your activism that comes out in the film you're clearly a passionate committed uh, uh you know um uh, human being who wants to uh, make an impact and you know um and i think you're on your way <laughs> you've left the shame behind in my mind and you're moving on towards the fame as far as i'm concerned so um oh look, you're very kind looking for saying that thank you looking forward to that but tell um, yeah tell us a little bit more about that activism you know um after i came out i came out only because i decided i was not going to lie anymore mm. um and i just i'm not a liar i can't do it and then when that door opened it opened other other doors and windows also and other you know i was forced to confront hard truths about the world as it exists and you know when you start telling the truth then it's kind of like a, a you know uh, the the what do you say the dam like breaks right, open right and there's a flood the floodgates there's open a cleansing a that occurs of, right flood of flood of truth you know flood of and truth so, nice and when you understand what's going on and then you just have to open your eyes and you just can't close them once they're open mm. and then that's what led to my kind of becoming and it's an it's, it's an ongoing effort you know i'm i can never say that oh i'm i'm such an activist i know it all i still don't i'm still i have still a long way to go and i'm still learning but but the, good, the important thing is that you know realizing that you have a long way to go and realizing that you're still learning and, and realizing that your heart is in the right place it's, it, you know what, I, I think we need to end there. That's a beautiful spot to end. And I, I, I thank you so much for, for your time today. Thank you for your film, the film. We're talk, talking with Ashad Khan today about his new film, remarkable, compelling new film, Abu. And yeah, I, I hope we can do a part two down the road. That I think, <laughs> I think we barely scratched the surface, frankly, Arshad. Thank you. That's absolutely true but thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank, thanks so much for your, thanks so much for your time today. yeah thank you hi this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake okay so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. 
It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.